I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Well, I'm gone. Check it out. Too much West Coast dick licking and too many niggas on a mission doing your best Jay-Z rendition. Too many rough motherfuckers I got my suspicions that you're just fishing a pool of sharks, nigga. Listen. Too many bitches want to be ladies, so if you a hoe, I'ma call you a hoe. Too many bitches are shady. Too many ladies giving these niggas too many chances. Too many brothers want to be lovers, don't know what romance is. Too many bitches stuck up from too many sexual advances, no question. Jay-Z got too many answers. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast, your host, Rod and Karen. And it is a Sunday, beautiful Sunday morning in Charlotte, North Carolina. Yes, it is. Um, and uh, we're uh, starting the week off, you know. Uh, yesterday, if you're a premium listener, you did a nerd off. A nice and long one. Yes, we had a good time. A lot of people's new favorite guest, Romaine Walters, was on there uh from romaine lettuce uh mm-hmm. we also had chris from the sandy check on there we talked about a bunch of stuff uh so we appreciate everybody that uh you know stuck around and checked that out um we also um have announcement to make uh the official post post for the book club is done Woo-hoo! uh tbgwt book club you got me fucked up is the name of this book yeah and i know a lot of people you know they want to be more interactive so if you have any questions any comments anything you want to say go to the post and add it to the post Mm -hmm. uh is uh i'll read it to you we promote independent media here at tbgwt and what better way to show our support for independent authors than by reading their books this is why we started the tbgwt book club for our second book we have selected anique's you got me fucked up you can find the synopsis below. Meet Casey and Jaden, who seem to have the perfect marriage, but behind closed doors, that's far from the case. Jaden, Jaden being the hottest radio personality in Atlanta, is also being exposed to beautiful women. This time it seems that he has missed with the wrong one. That's right, missed. Think he meant, think she meant messed. <laughs> Quiana is the name of the wrong one. She's hell-bent on making Jaden hers by any means necessary. Will Casey and Jaden's love be able to stand this test, or will they be over for good? Oh, snap. We anticipate another fast, fun, fast-paced fun read. Mm-hmm. It's a short book, y'all. And uh, you got me fucked up, and we hope you all have a good time reading this one. Uh, the last one was 206 pages, right? Mm-hmm. That was uh, that was food stamp, bitches. I flew through that one. This one's only 103 pages. Ooh. It can be found on Amazon. It's only uh ninety nine cents for Kindle. There's no paperback option for this one. Uh I've been told if you have Amazon Prime, you can like rent, rent the book. For free. It's a short reading it's a short read, clocking in just at hundred and three pages. Someone has already reported that it took them eighty minutes to read from cover to cover. The deadline to finish this uh book, you got me fucked up, is September the tenth, everybody. September the tenth. Okay. Uh, that gives us all a month to finish reading this book. You can use this post to leave comments related to the book and reading it. I'm sure it will create a lot of discussion. Well, uh, we'll discuss it on the podcast around then. So if you have any questions or comments, make sure you pay attention to the show schedule around that time. Uh, make sure you leave comments in this thread and all that stuff. This won't be a premium episode, just a regular show in a normal feed like, like the other book review. Yep. And we'll see you guys in September. So, uh, yeah. The book club uh, is officially underway with uh, volume two. Um, you got me fucked up. Woo-hoo! Um, yeah, it's uh, 
It's a good one, man. It you know, is. I, think, I, I just started it a few days ago. It's really good. Mm-hmm. I think you guys will uh, definitely I- enjoy it. Um, some of you guys may, um, you know, find uh you know find it to be a bit much maybe you find it underwhelming for your palate um i will go ahead and uh i would like to read a a quick excerpt for you people if you want to know what you're getting into okay um let's see uh i pulled up to the house to see my clothes shoes jewelry and basically everything i own being thrown outside my front door i mentally prepared myself for the knockdown drag out fight that i had awaiting me i looked to my right and blue b-l-e-u was, yes. Was staring back at me. Look, I'm going in here to pack me a bag, kiss my baby, then I'm coming right back out. Whatever happens, stay your ass in the car. Don't get out for nothing. I handed him my iPhone and showed him who to call. If this shit get out of hand, call either Shannon or Courtney. Before I could get out of the car, Jaden was at my window with my pistol, my pistol, pointed at me. I wouldn't get out of the car, so she started beating on the window. Boom, boom, boom. Get out of the car, bitch. Boom, boom, boom. I blew out an aggravated breath and exited the vehicle. He was, he was only aggravated. The first slap, <laughs> the first slap stunned me. The first slap. But I knew it was coming. I grabbed my face and not to seem like a weak bitch in front of Blue. I balled up my fist and swung on Jay. That only seemed to infuriate him more and that's when the blows came forcefully and frequently. I tried to shield my face as much as I could, but he brought the pistol down across my face. I staggered just a little, regaining my balance, running into the house to see if my baby was okay. He was still asleep, but I didn't know for how long since Jay followed me into the house. He continued his assault while asking me, that's who you want out there, huh? You want that lame ass nigga? Wap. Bitch, I'm working all these hours and have your raggedy ass living lovely. Wap, wap. I ran back outside to see Blue standing outside my car talking on his phone. I opened my door to look for the, my phone, but it was nowhere in sight. Hell, my keys were even gone. Jaden was raising hell as I was standing next to him. Oh, this your nigga now? Go ahead and kiss the nigga, you disrespectful ass bitch. He walked up to me, grabbed me by the back of my neck, but as he was grabbing me, Blue grabbed his arm. Hey, man, that's a female. You shouldn't be putting your hands on her. Man, it took him a while to get into that. Right. <laughs> Jaden turned and looked at me like he spit in his face. Fuck, nigga, this is my wife. I would advise you to unask me if you know what's good for you. Oh, boy, let him go. And in turn, Jay let me go. Bitch, you ain't even worth it. Get your shit and get the fuck out of my house, he yelled and walked off. At that point, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I love my husband more than anything in the world, but I also had feelings for Blue. It wasn't like he was some random nigga. I knew of him before I met Jaden. I knew you're, pro- I know you're probably saying to yourself, why did she bring the nigga to her house? Well, let me take you back to how all this bullshit began. The day my marriage went from heavenly to a hard hell. So yeah, man, um, you got me fucked up, man. That's just all in the first page. So right, that's the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Make sure you guys check that out. Um, it's worth it, y'all. On hundred and three pages, you will literally zoom through it, mm-hmm. especially if on the Kindles and iPhones and um smartphones. If you have the um the Kindle app, you can string you can roll through it really quickly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, guys, uh, let's get into the show. This is the Blackout Tips. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, 
uh leave us a five-star review on itunes stitcher and podomatic and all that stuff we'll read them on the show we appreciate everybody takes time out to do that if you're not from the u.s let us know uh on itunes because we can go to your country and see what kind of review you left us exactly and uh read it on the show because we do want to read the five star reviews you know even if they're negative like you got something bad to say but it's five stars we do want to read it so let us know um the official weapon of the show is the taser an unofficial sport is bullet ball a bullet ball extreme Mm -hmm. um and today my point my today's show is brought to you by a couple of sponsors um the first being uh shadow dog productions man come check us out uh karen and i we have our own audio play album on itunes it's called the best of riding karen it showcases our vocal talents uh especially one karen morrow who uh is extremely talented at voiceover and we love her accent and her voice and you can find it on itunes uh that's the best of riding karen on itunes if you even if you don't buy it leave a five-star review for it um it helps us out when people do that um and it helps them out because you know makes the product look better and all that stuff so Mm -hmm. you know i I hope you guys understand um and, and and i hope you guys uh you know enjoy it some people have already listened to it and told us on twitter how much they enjoy it and uh that's dope man we appreciate y'all we do uh and then the second sponsor um let me find a sexy sexy song i don't i I forgot the that this segment was coming i don't know why i don't know how i managed to uh, cue something up huh yeah i don't know how i managed to uh forget this and now people made it huh Everything. Her, she was on RB Divas. Oh, she was? I couldn't believe it. Fellas and ladies, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Have you been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off of just about any item. But that's not all. In addition to your 50% off on any item, you also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration, plus a free extra gift that is so sensual. I can't even tell you what it is, guys. I wish I could, but they won't let me. And to top it all off, they even throw in free shipping on your entire order. They are not joking around. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Go to uh, adamandeve.com, put in code TBGWT, get 50% off on one item, three free DVDs, Free extra gift and free shipping. Code TBGWT at adamandeve.com. When's the last time you treated yourself, guys? All right? It's coming up to Labor Day. Maybe you should take some time off and get to know your genitalia again. Get reacquainted. All right? There's all kinds of stuff they sell. Condoms, mm-hmm. lubrication, sex toys, uh, pillows. For males and females. Yeah. There's stuff for solo acts, stuff for people that want to join the band. It's all there. I so, know, right? You know, what is a band uh, without their instruments is what I always say. So uh, go in there, man. You know, they got, and it's not all expensive shit, man. You can mm-hmm. get like, the, like the discount's good for 50% off of anything. And I say go big or go home, right? Get you something with a lawnmower engine in it, uh, something that uses diesel, you know. But if you can't, you know, get you something small. Get you an egg, you know what I mean? 
there's a lot of little things that can uh, enhance pleasure in the bedroom area all right we have news so much stuff happened yes it did um some good some bad true i'll try to get into try to get into it um the first thing man this is like a, a big news um yesterday on the timeline um uh there was a teenager 17 year old uh black male who got shot and killed in uh i think it's ferguson um uh, an apartment complex um book uh by police um now of course that means gotta gotta hear both sides now you know what i mean like can't can't just uh say that this teenager got shot it's gotta be a reason and there was all kinds of information some of it misinformation i'm sure but True. floating around on twitter and stuff people were saying well he was shoplifting and then he got killed by the cops and a lot of people were saying like well that's a reasonable reason to kill him basically like well you shouldn't do anything that would make the cops kill you it's like shoplifting like cops don't know how to solve shoplifting without killing you like that doesn't even make sense you know mm-hmm. um let me see if i can play this news report of it St. Louis County police have taken over the investigation of a shooting by a Ferguson police officer that left a teenager dead. It happened at the Canfield Green apartment complex in Ferguson. Angry crowds gathered after the shooting and extra police were called in. Fox News' Betsy Bruce is live outside the Ferguson police station with the latest on the investigation. Betsy. Well, Shirley, tonight police are trying to calm tempers, knowing full well that they have a potentially volatile situation on their hands here. A shot, a young teenager is dead, shot multiple times, according to witnesses who say that he had no weapon and did not provoke the officer. Now, just a few moments ago, protests gathered here outside the Ferguson police station, shouting, no justice, no peace. It was an emotional and tense day in Ferguson after a Ferguson police officer shot and killed a 17-year-old who witnesses say was not carrying a weapon. A police officer squad car pulled up, and when he pulled up, these were his exact words. He said, get the F on the sidewalk. And we told the officer we was not but a minute away from our destination, and we would shortly be out the street. I witnessed the police um, chase after the guy full force. He was unarmed. He ran for his life. They shot him. And he fell, he put his arms up to let them know he was compliant and that he was unarmed. And they shot him twice more and he fell to the ground and died. It happened just after noon on Canfield Drive in the midst of the Canfield Green apartment complex. An angry crowd quickly gathered protesting the shooting. Witnesses say seven to eight shots were fired. Everybody is extremely mad at this. This is another Trayvon Martin story. A young man died before his time because of brutality from a different race. It's racial profiling. Extra police were called in and the tactical unit was stationed on West Florissant, several blocks away after officers heard additional shots fired near the scene. Ferguson Police Chief Tom Jackson says he was concerned for everyone's safety. I did get some help from a few uh, community activists who were um, very gracious and very helpful in, in helping us uh, you know, calm the crowd with any, without any further uh, 
negative interactions. St. Louis County's Crimes Against Persons Unit took over the investigation, and their report will go to St. Louis County Prosecutor Bob McCullough, normal procedure whenever a police officer is involved in a shooting. We do want this investigated fully, and that's why we ask for the outside help to do that. But uh, our, our main mission, our main focus is to protect the community, and that's why we're here. Now, friends of the teenager who died today tell me that he graduated from high school this spring and that he would not be considered an aggressive person. In Ferguson, Betsy Bruce, Fox 2 News. The St. Louis County branch of the NAACP has been inundated with calls about the shooting. The organization has launched its own investigation and has asked the FBI to get involved. The story is getting a lot of attention on social media. Residents on the scene at the time of the shooting and Fox 2 viewers are posting comments about the shooting on our Facebook and Twitter accounts. For more information about the shooting, go to fox2now.com. So, um, one of the things that struck me as odd about this is that one we're already at this point where um it to me it doesn't matter what he was doing right he's unarmed he's uh compliant i don't care if he fucking stuck up the you know the federal a federal bank you know what i mean i don't care if he uh um held up uh, you know, held everybody hostage in a movie theater. He gave himself up that you take him into custody. You don't kill him in cold blood execution style. Like uh, witnesses were describing it as he got shot once when they got out the car and then the person stood over him and shot him again. You know, um, there's nothing that can justify that. Um, you're a police officer. You do have a job to do. You don't get to, to, you know, execute people dirty Harry style. Uh, this isn't a movie. Um, the second thing is I don't really like this idea of um, like respectability politics that goes on with, with, with black kids when they get killed. Like he's 17. So now all of a sudden you hear, well, he's a, he's a grown man. I mean, why do y'all keep calling him a kid? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. uh, 17. I don't know how old you are, but 17, you're not nowhere near an adult. Mm-mm. you know what i mean like uh but in the black community as far as other outside our race you're considered an adult this right the second especially black males the second black males start getting facial hair start getting bass in their voices start getting strength or showing any type of of size uh society in general automatically treats you like an adult and treat your actions like an adult, regardless of technically what you really are. I think they say they've done studies and they say once once black males are over like the age of like seven and eight, uh, a lot of people consider them adults. You know, they, they look at you very, very differently because that childlike image, that innocent image is gone to a lot of people. Now, in the black community, you're still a child. But how other people view you is a completely different thing. Yeah. So you have that where... You know, when there's a black kid, it's, you know, you're not a kid anymore. You're an adult, right? 17 years old. You know, um, a lot of people are rehashing all the Trayvon Martin arguments and shit, even though the situation, you know, is still unfolding. People don't have all the details yet. Right. Um, but, you know, that that's weird. Um, it's almost like you have to clear your name in death. You know, mm-hmm. you get killed by the police and now we have to go out because, you know, like, 
if he ever got kicked out of school, if he ever smoked weed, mm-hmm. if he ever committed any petty crimes, if anything, he, anything he's ever done is going to come up as, you know, he got a D once in English. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's almost like you have to justify why it's okay to kill us right uh every time you know like people immediately rush to well what's the reason it's okay for that kid to die you know not well you know what why even if you know like there's so many situations where you know there's situations where an armed dude will hold people hostage and still be taken into custody without a loss of life you know what i mean like there are situations like that but if you're black it's like that situation will never happen for us like we will never be afforded the rights that uh so many other people are given. And, Mm-mm. you know, when we talk about it, it feels like y- you're crazy because the disparity between our treatment and then, like, the treatment of your average white citizen in America it's, is so different. Right. They don't believe us. No, you know? they, they think it's shit that we're making up. And it's just one of those things where, to an extent, it can become very, very... um frustrating because it's one of those things where uh our children don't get the benefit of just being children our children don't get the benefit of benefits of errors of mistakes our children don't get the, the the benefit of second chances our children don't get those benefits it's uh as soon as you do something we have to justify why it was okay to kill you as soon as you do something you know if you did any drugs if you posted something on facebook if you listen to rap songs if you did anything that can quote unquote justify uh your shooting and your killing that it's okay and um a lot of times people think that black people are dumb we do realize that we do look at how things are reported we look at the way things are phrased we look at the words that are being said we look Look, and we understand that um, in some incidents, uh, whenever things are reported, how crimes are reported, we see these things and we realize that they do it differently um, depending on who commits the crimes and who does the crimes. And it's just one of those things where uh, if this incident would have been uh, uh, a white child, it's one of those things where, A, the child probably would have lived in the whole situation. Are they, first of all... I don't know if I've, like, I've been alive 30-some years. I don't know if I've read articles about police rolling up on white kids and killing them. Right. My whole life. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't. It's not an epidemic of this. Yeah, there's a, I don't even know if it's a thing that happens. You know what I mean? Like, I can't think of one time, let alone fucking the dozens and dozens of times I can think of, like, oh, yeah, they killed that black dude for being black. Um, Romaine Walters on Twitter, that black one. He actually was talking back and forth with with us when it kind of the news broke, and he said, um, "You know, when did y'all?" He's like, "You know, it's kind of upsetting. When did y'all get the talk?" You know, he's like, "Use the hashtag. Uh, I got that. I got. I got the talk." Mm-hmm. Uh, because every black male has had the talk, and that talk is, well, your parents telling you how to interact with the police so that you hopefully can come home alive. Right. You know, and it's not some like uh it's still not a hundred percent chance that you're coming home alive right. if you do follow everything that you've been told. But it's a mu- it's much like the talk that every woman gets, uh, about rape, where it's here's what you need to do to protect yourself, you know. 
like that's how it is with the cops you know put your hands up where they can see them follow all their instructions make sure you call them sir never argue with them don't curse at them mm-hmm. um you know uh uh make sure that you uh comply with every order don't talk about your rights don't don't ever cut a a officer off um like there's all this shit and every last one of us got in the talk multiple times from the time you're probably like 10 you know like this isn't something that happens when you're like okay son you're 17 and you're about to get a car like Mm. you know this is shit that's just like look this is a fact of life you will be fucked with by the cops. You know, I, I've had it happen to me more than once. Yeah. I don't know any black male that hasn't had it happen to them. Yeah, and also um, black females also get to talk. And it's in, and I think because with females, it's a little different, but we do get the same talk because you're black. So uh, you always fit the description for some reason. You mm-hmm. always, they it don't matter what it is, you always fit the description. And it's just one of those things where black people go, God damn it, we all don't look the same. But for some reason, every time something happens, I always fit the description. There was an incident, um, this happened a few years ago. I was uh, riding and uh, this officer, and I, I can't speak for anybody else, but I fucking panic on the inside every time a police officer pulls behind me and gets too close. Um, because I, I check, am I speeding? Am I going too fast? And I start thinking, is my license registration straight? Like, and I'm not doing a goddamn thing wrong, but I automatically do mental check. I was like, is there any, any, any goddamn reason for me to be pulled over? Because I do understand that I am black and I am driving. Um, and the thing is that what happened was that she, the police officer pulled up and then backed off. They pulled up and then backed off. And I was like, what the fuck are they doing? And it just put me in a flat panic because I was like, are they checking? Are they run? Which I figured I'd probably check in, running my license place, probably see it if I had a warrant, probably seeing, you know, if I had any uh, offenses against me and all this shit. And uh, the officer uh, pulled me over and she asked me, did I know that my, uh, I think one of the tags or something had expired. And it, and what had happened was that we moved. So the sticker was sent to the old address. And I, you know, I hadn't thought about it. So I was talking to a, a FIBA officer and I was told, I was polite. I was like, no, I didn't know and things like that. And I, and I was talking to her calmly. But on the inside, I was panicking because I was like, okay, I, you know, I don't want this to be a situation. I don't want you to have to put me out the car. I don't want anything happening. And within about two or three minutes, I'm talking to her and I happen to look on the uh, passenger side of, of the car um, where the, uh, not on the driver's, opposite of the driver's, but the back. And it was a black officer on the opposite side of the car uh, standing there with his gun on his with his hand on his gun looking in the car at me on the opposite side of her i didn't even know he was fucking there mm-hmm. um and i was looking like what the fuck am i getting ready to get arrested like what is really going on in this situation and all she did she was like well it's inspired da, da, da. she wrote me a ticket and that was the end but it was just one of those things where i understand that i'm black and I understand that my color matters. And just because you don't see race don't mean that other motherfuckers don't see race because they goddamn do. And I'm reminded that they see the color of my skin 
every motherfucking day. I'm reminded of this. This is why I see the color of my skin and I tell people I understand and I know I'm black. And I understand that everybody's not racist. I completely understand this, but people are. So I cannot ignore that fact. And it was just one of those things where I was sitting, because it, 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 it almost made me angry because I was like, I'm not going to hurt you and I'm not going to harm you. But at the same time, police officers deal with all types of people. And it was just one of them things where I had to say, okay, Karen, you're a black man, you're a black woman in the car. They don't know if you got weapons. Like, like I started kind of checking myself, but it's just one of those things where we don't get the privilege and the option. I've seen TV and I've seen cops where I've seen white people motherfucker cuss the police goddamn out, cuss them out in the car, get out, cuss them to heaven's end and not one time a lot of times our hands put on them they you know be drunk and spit i mean just cutting a motherfucking food and nothing's happened a lot of people black people see that and they was like you would be goddamn shot and killed yeah i've been in a car when that happened where my friend joe who i work with at the time got pulled over speeding doing like 70 and a 35 and the officer pulled him over and you know, the exchange was completely different than any exchange I've ever had with the mm-hmm. police. You know, it was relaxed. Joe was cursing at him. Like, mm-hmm. man, you know, this is bullshit, man. This bullshit ticket. And, you know, I was just sitting up there kind of amazed that, you know, someone could even talk to a police officer. It was like when you go down to a white kid's house and they cuss at their parents and you're like, what the fuck? Like, right, you about to get your soul snatched out of your body? Like, and the officer was way calm about the shit. It didn't bother him at all. It was... You know, uh, he, he even reduced the ticket to nine miles over so that he wouldn't have to go to court. Like, um, you know, wouldn't lose a point on his license. It was just one of those things where I'm just sitting there like, wow, you know, I've been pulled up. You know, I don't even want to get into all the times I've been pulled over, but, uh, anybody who listened to the show for a while knows about the time I got pulled over and, uh, coming from Wendy's in my Wendy's uniform with Wendy's food in my front seat. And I was supposed to me over, asked me where I'm coming from, asked me what I'm doing out this late. I told him I was in college. I told him I was, you know, working, working late at night and I had to go home, get back to the dorm. And, you know, he basically, uh, you know, cause I, when he, as soon as he pulled up and I saw like he got out the car, then like two more cars pulled up behind him. Then another one pulled up mm-hmm. on the, on the left, I put both of my hands off of the wheel and into the air so that, cause it was late at night. Right. So that when they shine the flashlight in, they could see my hands. I don't want them thinking that, you know, I'm reaching for registration and they think I'm reaching for a gun, you right. know? Right around that time, um, in Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, a dude had just been killed reaching into his back seat to get his baby out of the, um, back of his car when the police pulled him over and they thought he had a gun shot and killed him. Uh, off of nations for a row so you know uh and i and i'm not saying this as if i'm some kind of special case this is average this is just any black dude because when i walk out the house you can't see if i got a degree mm-hmm. you can't see what kind of job i have you can't see my nope. class you can't see any of that shit only thing you can see about me is i'm black and if you're walking around racist or you're walking around you know with the idea in our neighborhoods which is different you know the police are not here to protect and serve. They're not here to assist us. Mm-mm. The police quite often see us as observe and detain, you know, observe and police. So we're, we're not in the same equal footing. Um, so to a lot of white people, it's just hard to imagine. Like, and I can, um, I can understand why it would be hard to imagine. Right. You know, it's like when guys 
talk to women and women talk about sexual assault or street harassment it's very hard for them to imagine because they just haven't experienced it and most people don't have the at least through my experience most people don't really have that lateral thinking in their brain where they start comparing things and go oh so the way i feel about police is kind of how women feel about street harassment they don't ever get that connection so they you know they just kind of don't understand it but but you know um one of the reasons i understand a lot of people's issues is because i look at it through the prism of race and racism and how i've been handled and how i've been dealt with and i'm able to relate you know, so, you know, it's kind of odd to see, um, you know, so many of these dudes that, you know, shit on black women and talk about about these black feminists and talk bad about street harassment and all this stuff. Now, you know, when you look on Twitter, the main people that are supporting the 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 movement to to get justice for Mike Brown, it's all a bunch of women. It's all black women, uh, you know, and you see some of those same black men that were harassing them now they they want sympathy now they right. you know now they have uh they want to go on these rants about the police now and, you understand but you can't yeah. understand it from a female's perspective okay yeah but you know uh, it was just you know it was just really frustrating because you know they're going to try to criminalize this kid mm-hmm. so anything to just get lost in the fact that the police doesn't ha- the police should not have to get out of a car and kill somebody mm-hmm. who's that you know he, like I'm really wondering if we should start viewing police brutality as they need training the same way that some men need training about sexual assault and about sexual encounters. Right. Like, are we going to need to sit cops down and have specific like black training where we're like, yeah, if uh, a black kid is walking down the street and he looks like a suspect, uh, what do you do? Uh, I'm, uh, shoot him? No, no, that's wrong. You don't shoot him. Right. You know what I mean? Like, well, what if he's, uh, what if he's, uh, not armed and, uh, he's running away? Well, I mean, have I had a long day? Do I need a nap? I mean, then you shoot him and it's quicker. No, you don't shoot him. That's the thing. You, you treat him like a white kid. You know, like we really are at that point where it's like, we need specific fucking like, hey, please don't kill, uh, please don't kill these kids training you know i mean it's it's the fact that i'm saying that we have an adversarial relationship i like in charlotte there was a new police chief and one of the programs that he had to he wanted to initiate here was every cop needed to get out the car walk their area get to know the community they were in right and a lot of people were like you know good because that'll teach these black people uh not to be scared of the cops and I said it is good because it'll teach these cops to not be scared of us. Right. It's, it's the other way around. Round. You got two parties that are scared of each other, but one of them has the right to murder you in cold blood and get away with it every single time. You know what I mean? Like, even if that cop got gets in trouble for this, right? Let's say they find, hey, it is a cold-blooded murder, and and that's absolutely what it was. If they find that out, He's still going to get a light prison sentence, mm-hmm. if that. Paid, ap- paid gonna, leave of absence. Well, he'll he'll get paid leave of the absence until sentencing. Then I don't think they pay him. But, he'll you know, like he'll he his life won't be over. Meanwhile, if any of us takes a shot at a fucking cop, nigga, it doesn't matter what the cop was doing. Mm-mm. The cop could be raping you. You got to prove that dude deserved to be shot. You right. know what I mean? <laughs> Like this is completely, uh, it's completely one sided. 
and we always end up on the side where the burden of proof is on us, but we're dead. You know what I mean? The burden mm-hmm. of proof is on us, but we're dead. Now your family got a vouch for you that you were going to graduate from high school and go to college. Like, mm-hmm. what the fuck does that even have to do with the fact that the fact of the matter is you got out your car and killed a, a kid? Period. Right. I don't right. give a fuck if he was shoplifting. I don't give a fuck. Like, not even, not even that that's been proven, but it doesn't matter what he, if he was jaywalking. Like, anything you do wrong for a lot of people is enough of a justification for your life to be taken by these police like right. you know hey hey why was he jaywalking like what you know basically like the argument right now a lot of these comment sections is why was he 17 you know um even the description they had in the um on twitter and stuff for the headlines for the ap and stuff they're saying stuff like uh you know the the, the the crowds out here chanting, kill the police. Meanwhile, reporters on the scene are saying, actually, that's not what happened. The crowd wasn't. Oh, they're making shit up. Ang- ang- you know, a community has a kid killed by the police. The police go and get riot gear. They get like, they get military vehicles. Mm-hmm. And then, and then they call the, the crowd an angry mob. Right. Like now we're, we're not a community sitting around having a prayer circle. No, it's an angry mob because it's the same fear every time one of these verdicts is delivered in one of these controversial cases. Are black people going to riot if uh, the verdict doesn't go? No, motherfuckers haven't rioted in 15, 20 years. You know what I mean? Over a verdict of a trial? Motherfuckers haven't rioted since I was a kid. But every fucking time, white people get so scared of us. If we get this, are they going to ride? Are they going to kill and, people? Or what is going to happen now? And my thing is this. For you to have the fear, let's keep this real, that something may happen. Isn't there a problem? Like, like, like for the, for the fact that you say that there may be a riot, there is an underlying problem that makes you think that there may be a riot. And a lot of it has to do with the way black people are viewed. And we're viewed as angry. We're viewed as aggressive. We're viewed that our emotions are over the top. We're, you know, we're viewed as dangerous. So for the simple fact that there is an underlying issue that people don't want to address for you to even feel like you need to bring this up in the, in the age of social media, people will go, people will do other, they will go other ways to protest other than going out in the streets, mm-hmm. especially younger generations. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but yeah, get a lot of, uh, you know, everybody, I think because white people in this country are so removed from what's happening to our community, they're able to be, uh, quote unquote, um, unbiased. You know what I mean? Like, which I, I, I wouldn't really call it unbiased, but I'm using that in quotes. Like they're able to be like really clinical about this shit. And it, you know, it, it's, it's so, um, cold-blooded, you know, um, it, it, you know, where, where it's all of a sudden it's, well, are you sure that the cops didn't, uh, need to shoot them because of this? You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just, it's just bad, man. Um, it was bummed me out and, you know, a lot of people were sharing their stories about mm-hmm. it. Um, a lot of people were talking about it. I appreciate everybody that did talk about it. I appreciate everybody that used the hashtag, um, uh, I got to talk, you know, um, shit. And like anytime we talk about, um, 
anytime you're talking about like race you know i woke up this morning and there was all kinds of racist trolls in my mentions mm-hmm. and happened to other people too yeah yeah all this stuff man because you know like i said a few things that got kind of like retweeted or whatever and uh all of a sudden just you know racist people are all up in my mentions or do you know uh the cop probably thought you were drunk that's why you got pulled over you know what that cop told me when he pulled me over in Fayetteville? He told me my headlight was out. I drove all the way to campus straight back. I was shaking. I was scared. Mm-hmm. I, you know, felt, I've never felt so belittled. I've never right. felt so, um, humiliated. You know, I didn't do anything wrong here. I'm a kid in college trying to get my education and, you know, I get pulled over for no reason and all this shit. Um, I, you know, I get out the car without turning the car off or anything. Walk to the front of my car. All my headlights are working. That it, that, yeah, no. You know, nothing mm-hmm. was wrong with my fucking car, man. Mm-mm. Like, the, you know, the, it's it's shit like that, you know. And instead you find these people that are all too willing to look for an excuse on why it was just, hey, man, cop probably was just trying to see if you're drunk. I didn't smell like alcohol. I wasn't drinking. Uh, cop told me he pulled me over because my light was out. The light wasn't out. What am I supposed to do? You know, right. And it's also one of those things where I think it is a difference between uh, a lot of the black community and a lot of the white community. Oh, actually, just people of color. We understand our rights don't mean a goddamn thing when the officer speaks like like that's just something your right to remain silent, your right to this. Yeah, that shit will get you motherfucking killed if you're black talking about your goddamn rights they'll look at you and roll their motherfucking eyes yeah you got the right to me putting this piston in your face and you shouldn't have fuck up so i can do my job that's what you got the right to you know that's why a lot that's why a lot of black people don't mouth off and don't say anything because we understand that right shit don't apply to us a lot of times in the situation where it's you versus the cops yeah um you know people are commenting at the bottom of this thing is it just me what are we are talking about a cop shooting a possible unarmed kid not a white man killing a black man why is the naacp involved because the cop was white give me a break people this is about a cop possibly misusing force not about white on black crime stop looking for a racial crime this story is nothing about race unless you make it if it was a black cop that shot a black kid would the naacp be involved i don't think so so why are they now keep to the facts which we know little about and stop reaching to make everything a hate or racial crime like these these kind of trolls right you know what i mean where Mm -hmm. like we're telling you from our experience what this probably is Mm-hmm. You don't want to be informed by our experience because you don't respect us. No, you don't have to be informed. You and have you have the right to stay ignorant if you choose. to. Right, it's not your problem, right. so you get to say stupid shit like that. Like every like every black person in America is making it up. You know, it's like when you know sometimes I listen to podcasts and they'll have like a white dude on there and they'll be complaining about their complaints of the day and it's always boils down to some shit like you know back in the day when everything was better and it's like you know what man maybe for you right. But far as everybody else on the totem pole, we would like to keep moving forward into the future as fast as fucking possible. Because right. the further we can get away from shit like this, the better off we all are. Yeah, back in the day, what? Back in the day doing slavery, back in the day doing motherfucking Jim Crow laws, back in the day when women didn't have no goddamn rank. Get the fuck out of here with that. Right. So you end up with these type of people that, you know, and I've, I've, I've seen a couple be like, well, you know, it's like when women start complaining about, uh, sexual assault, or sexual harassment, or when black people collect, you know, there's a certain privilege in victimhood. There's a privilege in being identified as part of this community. 
fuck fuck you fuck you this is not a privilege i don't feel privileged to walk out of my house and feel harassed i don't feel privileged when the cops pull up behind me and i have to wonder even though i did nothing wrong am i about to have to get out of my car am i about to have to get uh harassed today am i like am i gonna be okay am i gonna make it home to my family there's no privilege in that shit and the thing it is is exactly how it just shows how far removed you are from having to deal with any of this shit right and the thing is that you can say that when you have never been on the victim side what's what's the privilege of being a woman to getting your ass smacked and knowing that there's nothing you can do yeah, it's, about it it's what's, all, what's, the, what's the privilege in that it's all academic to these people because it is it, none of this happened to them they don't understand so it's an exercise in theory to them you know so uh it doesn't matter how many black people like i said just 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 talking to people yesterday so many people were you know, I, I couldn't even retweet how many people were actually out there saying, you know, uh, this is what happened. You know what I mean? It, it was amazing. So, um, but yeah, um, 17 years old, dead. Um, all of a sudden everybody's like, well, how old is 17 anyway? Cause he's black. Right. Right. Cause like I say, we, I don't know. Our children, we just don't get the benefit of our children growing up. It's like when you're nine, you got to be a fucking adult, even though you don't know anything about the world. You're just trying to grow and be a child just like everybody else. And a lot of that boils down to brown children are always looked at in our country as less than. Yeah, and STL, St. Louis has some issues with uh, race and stuff around there, too. You know, a lot of people don't know about it. Um but uh yeah you know everybody's trying to gather information and shit um and, and talk about it but and who knows what details will come out but i True. just know we just i just can already we've been through it so much i you can it's like you can already tell like they're gonna be talking about his um you know anything in his background that looks shady at all mm-hmm. you know it's almost like you have to have a squeaky clean when i mean squeaky clean i mean nothing about you has to come up like you literally got to be fucking make straight a's do all your schools never been in the fight never had an altercation with a family member never never done anything dumb or stupid at all but children are fucking dumb and stupid and children make errors and mistakes but and even then they would still find something to say to justify even if you did have a perfect squeaky clean record yeah his mother Leslie McSpadden said that the shooting took place as her son was walking to his grandmother's residence. Paget Crenshaw, 19, said she was waiting for a ride to work when she saw a police officer attempting to place Brown in a squad car. She then said she saw the teen, hands in the air, attempting to flee. Several shots hit Brown as he ran. She complied with the request that she gave, give photos of the scene over to the authorities. Um, You know, you he graduated from Normandy High School, scheduled to begin classes at Vetterock College on Monday. Well, that'll never be happening. Mm-mm. Um, I, man, I, you, I, if you have a son or, or a daughter or whatever, and they're black, like, someone was talking about, you know, I had to, when, like, cause some people start talking about when they had to give the talk to their kids, mm-hmm. you know, and I was thinking, like, what do you do if you have, like, a kid that has, like, autism? Right. Or, you know, special needs in any way. Right. Because the police aren't exercising patience. They're not treating us like people. Mm-mm. You know? And I, you know, and, and I know that, you know, the argument is, hey, it's not all the police, but 
when when it's life or death it's all the police you know what i mean i don't have the time to differentiate when it's life or death now because it's i'm i know i'm innocent and i don't have the gun to shoot the cops so now i gotta treat all the cops like they're assholes you know what i mean i gotta treat every cop like they're trying to take my life and i'm just they just looking for a reason and that's sad but that's the that's the reality that we're in you know, you just, it's, it's like trying to be friends with a pit bull or some shit. Um, so, yeah. It, yeah, and the thing is, uh, before we, uh, move on, like, uh, my mother is mentally ill and, uh, she lives in, um, upstate New York and, uh, her uh, caretaker, who's been taking care of her for like 20 some years, would say that, uh, she, it is hard to, for her to explain to my mama, that doing certain situations, she can't be loud and aggressive and just talk to people any kind of way because when people look at her, they see her as a black woman, you know, and if she gets any, any type of altercation, you know, she has to basically say, no, 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 you don't understand. She's mentally ill. You know, that there, 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 there's something, you know, wrong with him, with, with her. And she doesn't uh, look at the situation like a normal human being. And it's just one of those things where what happened if my mama's out on her own and the situation happens, she's not going to have the capability of explaining to that, explaining to people her situation. And it's just one of those things where people don't really take that into consideration that every situation that you walk up to, everybody might not be in their right mind. And this is something that I, I think about daily with my mama. And honestly, truthfully, being a black female, knowing that I'm married to a, a tall, big black man, uh, fears me too, because it's just one of those things where I'm like, if when Roger goes out, if I get a phone call or a text, I'm thinking, okay, I hope everything's okay. I hope nothing happens. Like, and I don't have children, but this is just being concerned about the black male that I do have in my life, knowing how he's looked at and how he's viewed by other people, even though I know he's the most kind and gentlest and caring person and would do anything for anybody. But I know other people don't view him like that. Right. And that's how, um, a lot of black women have to send their children, their, their loved ones out into this world. You know, you never know if they're even coming back sometimes. Right. And it's not because of some shit they did or some type of criminal shit. It's just, you know, I just hope that, that people see this person and give them a chance the way I do. Um, anyway, let's, uh, talk about some other news. Um, Sarah Stokes from The Band, uh, MTV's the band uh making the band um was oh, oh tv show ain't it yeah that was Woo. uh puff daddy was always uh shutting down the studio um i believe oh, i missed that show yeah um I that's what we I got can... introduced with the bendworthy whatever his name is to who bensworthy his little his butler uh farnsworth uh bentley yeah i'll take his name up bensworth let me write that down <laughs> Bensworth. I always tear his name up. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Apparently. <laughs> so like another form of serve or something. <laughs> right beside um, Aunt your mama. But yeah, I I wonder if they even have the band on uh Spotify. I feel like they uh I'm making the band. Uh looks like they do, but the song I don't know these songs that they have on here. They have uh this train like i don't think these are their songs these are from no. 2013 might have to do mtv yeah mtv making the band or something like that i'm just gonna have to google bad boys the band there's one okay uh so there's tonight was this one of them ladies and gentlemen 
bad boy. It's about that time. The moment you've all been waiting for. Let's work. The band. Talk to Something happens when you. That's Sarah. Sarah was the R&B singer in the band. Oh. Yeah. I get open and my legs start quivering. This sensation, emotions take control of me. It's a temptation. I don't know what's come over me. Yeah, baby, it's a nice tonight. That thing like a motorbike. Grab my waist and hold it tight. I'm not fronting. Yeah. You think I bought a box? What, Karen? I said, I remember this song. Yeah, that's band. That's uh, that's Babs. I remember that. I'm going to ride that thing like a motorbike. Mm-hmm. Lifestyle for nothing, please. I got plus you supply the weed. I'm the best, so baby, keep your eyes on me. It's about time I get mine, nigga. I'm ready. And sex ain't the bomb if the girl ain't sweaty. We've been chilling out for a minute, and right now I'm in the mood to straight hit it. We know enough about each other, I've been patient, look, but every nigga got his limits. I'm tired of waiting. I feel like the night is the night to get buckyball naked and make love all night. You ain't got to worry about me busting in quick seconds. I can handle mine, plus some young and energetic issues. That's Chopper. He was from the South, okay? Representing the South, bad boy. Ready? Yeah, daddy, I know you want it, cause it's extra tight. Yeah, mommy, I'm gonna make sure it's extra right. I'll be your man. That's Ness. He used to do his taxes during the meetings. Yeah, I'm a bad girl, I'm a bad girl, do bad things. And I'm a bad boy, so girlfriend, do your thing. That's Fred. Fred thought he was gonna be, like, the next something. Oh, he he was, yeah, he was none terrible. of these people made it. I mean, yeah, yeah, none, none of Puffy, these Puffy, made it. Puffy has had a lot of groups that he made an album that you know never came out, or they came out. And he was like, "Fuck it, I ain't got no time for it." Mm-hmm. All night, and you're all right. The reason I'm staring and comparing some things we may have in common and tell your garments on our plane to Bahamas. I love how you abuse the charm. You got a bad boy, it's time to leave them fools alone. Any place that you stay, I can move your home. I'm talking shopping free for weeks in Rome. Hit the airport, four in the morning, we gone. Off to Paris to meet Sean. I can't disappoint Mr. Cone, but first I need the number to your phone. So, I mean, you pretty much get the gist. Uh, right. I'm trying to wait till we get the die line because die line got them uh, hot fire bars. Sure is extra right. He was the, the reggae dude in there. Ooh. I'll be a He was from Philly, and he kind of sounded like a knockoff Benny Siegel. And then I remember he lost that fight, too. That was funny, when they fought. Oh. They used to fight on the band a lot. P.D. was ahead of his time. Huh? P.D. was ahead of his time with that reality show, TV type of stuff. Yeah, it's basically the real world with music. Right. Tomorrow I'm 
tomorrow morning we gon' drive back home and smoke lots. So we feel we in the twilight zone. Now have you in the kitchen, put it on the dress. They go dial on, have fire. Show you in the closet, then undress ya. Treat you like a one night stand, give you the pressure. Make you with high notes like R&B singers, my girl. Tonight, yeah, daddy, I don't... I remember they, uh, Puff Daddy made an allowance for Dylan to even be in the band and shit. And Dylan was talking shit to Wyclef John. And it was crazy. So um, Sarah Stokes, the person you heard singing the chorus on that, mm-hmm. she's been in and out of trouble since the group's heyday. And then she's now in jail after a knockdown drag out brawl with her husband. Cops tell us they were called to Stokes home July 21st at 3.45 a.m. and found her and hubby Tony outside fighting on the ground. They say Stokes was drunk. And on the show, she tried to present herself as like the classy, like I'm too old for this. This is, you know, uh, you guys are too ratchet with all this fighting and stuff. I'm just here to do my music. And then the whole thing, they tried to make it seem like maybe that was going to, was she going to cheat on her man or were they going to break up because she was married mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Obviously, none of that ever happened because, you know, they're still they're together. together. Yeah. She was arrested and charged with domestic violence. And as things, as if things weren't bad enough, she's in hot water because the arrest has triggered a probation violation on a prior domestic violence incident. Shit. Involving her, also involving her husband. So she's been beating his ass for a while, man. Wow. Like, and that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Like she's been fucking him up apparently. And he's been staying. Yeah. He ain't pressed no charges. I know they got children. Because uh, I mean, uh, they I mean, talked about it. Before. I mean, what did he even have on? I mean, why didn't he walk away? Right. What did he do to provoke her? Right. right. So she'll be spending the next 93 days in a pokey for that. Stokes has had other run ins with the law since the band hit it big in 2002 on making the band too. She was arrested in 2009 for stabbing her husband and got three years probation in a plea deal. Oh. Mm hmm. Yep. Uh, they got a clip on here from her. And this is a video of her on making the band. Oh, I know this is old. Yeah, I don't know if this is... I hope this isn't just them talking about it. I hate those videos. I hope it's actually clipped from the show. Yeah, but they're like, what do we got next? And it's like, uh, well, I got this story about Sarah from making the band. Right. Did they make a couple jokes? Oh, oh, hell no. Sir, ain't nobody talking to you. Don't come in here starting no mess, man. You see what you said about me. I ain't no. say nothing about you. I'm just saying, look, just don't you talk about you got kids. Well, I got kids. My 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 daughter is sick. She got pneumonia. All right. All right. The boy just got the hospital. Okay, that's not. That's Sarah talking to Fred, and they're arguing. In the, the this is not her husband. This is just another member of the band. I'm just saying, don't 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 be talking about me. I don't care look, what you mean. Don't talk about you. Okay. I said the I want to say to you are your husband. Oh, okay. Now he really talking bad. I'm gonna get my money for the night. I'm gonna no, get my no, shirt. Sure both of y'all yeah, I was gonna say this if you gotta go home to your kids let us know cause we a group all that Fred I didn't say Fred did nobody say that Fred. I never said that I've been with her she, she didn't say that what are you talking about man you know what I'm gonna show you I'm gonna show you Fred you gotta show him please Fred. Fred. Fred I have Fred shut the up my can we please just go shut the up I'm talking to my Somebody told him you said it. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Calm down. Calm down. Yeah, please, 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 please. Yeah, it's just stressful. It's just stressful. Here. Don't, don't smash. It's just stressful. <laughs> that, that, that one minute, 18 seconds, that picture, that Ness's face is
Mm-hmm. Oh man! So um, yeah, like I said, yeah. if this was to come out now, it'd probably be one of the highest rated shows. But like I said, P Diddy was before he signed. This is for Jersey Shores. Like this is before Bad Girls Club. Like a lot of shit that just blew up. He was trying to do it ahead of time. Yeah. Oh, uh, that was everything. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, I guess you can listen to that clip and see how, you know, uh, things could get heated with her. And uh, apparently so, she be know. she be stabbing him. Why he stay? Why he go back? Why did he just leave? Why right. did he press charges? Mm-hmm. Uh, a woman has discovered during a live radio segment that her husband is in fact her half brother. What? This is uh, from Buzzfeed. Uh, the pair who gave their six-year-old, who have a six-year-old daughter together, had both been searching for their mothers for years after being abandoned as children. They both knew they had mothers in this, with the same name, but put it down to coincidence. After an extensive search, the woman was finally able to speak to her mother on Brazilian radio's Globo at the Time Is Now program, a show that specializes in reuniting lost relatives. In its report, the radio station changed the names, dates, and locations of those involved to protect the couple's identity. At the end of the segment, the mother, Maria, revealed to her daughter, Adriana, that she also had a son called Leandro with a different man than her father. I don't believe that you're telling me this, the woman said. Leandro is my husband wow regardless of this revelation the pair who are never legally married have reportedly said they are going to stay together now who knows if this is real or not because it happened live on the radio which is always suspect Suspect, right you know at best but uh that was just funny because we talked about that scenario the other day with justin on the show about if you find out that your wife is your sister uh what do you do you know and they decide to stay together Say only death is going to separate us. All this happened because God wanted it to happen. At first, we were really knocked by it all, but we had a family meeting and told everyone we we're going to stay husband and wife, whatever anyone might think. We have so many plans together. Nothing's going to break us up. Nothing. You know, I guess as long as their daughter is healthy and shit, what are you going to do? Right. True. Um, but uh, that's a hell of a way to find out. Ain't it though? <laughs> Uh, brother and sister, and now you're married. Um, I had a fan of a union or some shit. You're like, no. Now you got to always explain to people that it happened in the opposite order that they think. Right. We didn't know before, okay? Don't be an asshole. Uh, Wikipedia won't take down a selfie that a monkey took with a stolen camera. <laughs> it stole the camera from a, a photographer named David Slater. The monkey was small enough to take a selfie? His, uh, yeah, his, his camera equipment was stolen by a selfie mad macaque in 2011. Uh, it has made repeated, he's, he's made repeated attempts to remove the famous photos that resulted in the Wikimedia Commons, a database of royalty free media from the organization behind Wikipedia. Wikimedia refused, claiming that Slater does not own the images copyright. Because the mischievous macaque pressed the shutter button, the organization argues, it is responsible for the photos, not Slater. And because a monkey can't own a copyright, Wikimedia put them online for free. Wow. Now Slater is suing the legend that the Creative Commons license Wikipedia, Wikimedia uses on the photo, allowing anyone to repurpose it without payment to Slater or anyone else has caused him loss of income. <laughs> yes, yes, yes it has. He's, uh, they, Mr. Slater now faces a estimated 
ten thousand euro legal bill to take the matter to court if the monkey took it it owns a copyright not me that's their basic argument what they don't realize is that it needs a court to decide that he said right the image has been removed in the past when he complained but different editors regularly uploaded it again some of their editors think it should be put back up I've told, I've told them it's not public domain. They've got no right to say that it's public domain. A monkey pressed a button, but I did all the setting up. Uh, so, uh, it's just funny. Yeah, the monkey ain't got no damn rights. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the monkey can't own the copyright because mm-hmm. it's an animal. Right. But they basically are saying, like, nobody owns a copyright, so we can do whatever the fuck we want. It's his camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, one million mothers. One million moms is upset about Black Jesus, the new show on uh, uh, Cartoon Network. That's not surprising. Yeah, it's not like they have a high bar, right? Uh, homophobic, censorious. Oh, you mean that one million moms group that got about twenty thousand people? That group? Uh, you're right. Not even a million moms. Right. Homophobic, censorious advocacy group and righteous bunch of trolls, One Million Moms, is back with another important cause. The group, which is run by Anti-Gay American Family Association, concerns itself primarily with waging media campaigns against evils like the Geico Pig, whose commercials they claim promote bestiality. What? He's not having sex with nobody. I love them commercials. And protesting virtually every show on TV for somehow being blasphemous, lustful, or something else fun. Oh, y'all need to go somewhere and sit down. This week they're feeling salty about Black Jesus, Adult Swim's new show on Boondocks, uh, from the Boondocks creator, uh, Aaron Magruder. Uh, a Black Jesus who lives in Compton and doesn't mind a little weed now and again. Uh, on, I watched the first episode of it. It was alright. I hadn't seen it yet. Yeah, I didn't think it was that good. Like, I, cause, cause the previews didn't look that funny to me. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like I think people are hyped to see Aaron Magruder back in the driver's seat, so hopefully mm-hmm. you know, and I think pilot episodes are really hard to pull off. Yes, they are. So maybe that was what it was, but I, I didn't catch myself laughing too much. I came to laugh. I wasn't against laughing, you know, I was hoping to be entertained. I thought it was okay. You know, maybe they'll build on some stuff, maybe they'll get it a little more, maybe because live action is a little different, but um, you know, mm-hmm. I seen a lot of people tweeting about. It. A lot of people liked it. Yeah, so yeah, I saw a lot of people like. I saw a lot of love hate. Like a lot of people. Yeah. I didn't feel that strongly one way or the other. I laughed uh, at some parts. Some parts I thought, man, they got to work on that. And yeah, I'll be back next week. Yeah. You know? Some people feel like you, but it was a lot of people. They was like, it's everything. A lot of people go, this is some bullshit. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of love and hate. Well, mm-hmm. I was like, one dude said, "Is this episode was funnier than the whole season of Boondocks? Isn't that a shame?" I was like. That's that's not even true. Right. And like, you comparing a live action to a cartoon, not the same. I don't care about that. That no, you can compare them. I just say it's not true. It wasn't Oh, that's true. The whole the whole season of the last Boondocks wasn't funny to you. Like get the fuck out of here. Some of that shit was hilarious. Yes, it was. Maybe and, not every episode, but some of it yeah, was. Yeah, and this show wasn't no drop that like like oh my god, I'm crying laughing. Like it was okay. Like it was it had some good parts, but it wasn't this like Oh my God, I'm blown away. I can't believe they let this on the air. Like, it wasn't that level. No, uh, maybe I'm not religious enough to be to that level where I'm like, I can't believe they're doing this with Jesus. But to me, it's not like revolutionary yet. Like, they, mm-hmm. they got some opportunities to make it such, but it's yes. not yet. Yes. And you got to give it time to grow and develop and put more and put some stuff out there to really develop 
I guess, a true opinion about it. Yes, early. Um, Very early. One Million Miles wants to show, which is set to premiere tomorrow, now, sorry, premiere, to never see the light of day, failing that, which they will. They're vowing to urge advertisers to boycott the show. I've actually seen, like, posters for, like, preachers and stuff online saying to boycott the show. You know? Uh, it's funny how... Uh, black, black preachers, by the way. Makes sense. And it's funny how... Um, People protest black Jesus, but I'm like you. Have y'all seen the shit they put on Adult Swim? Mm -hmm. Most of y'all don't watch anything outside of the boondocks anyway, but they have great, great shows. And they're a whole hell of a lot more offensive (coughs) than black Jesus probably can pretend to be. Yeah, I could kind of see, like, why some people might be offended and all this stuff. Because, you know, I'm not brain dead. Like, I get it. You know, like... Is Jesus smoking weed, handing out 40s, and a bunch of other doing crimes in the first episode. He was trying to do a crime. But, you know, it's clever enough uh, that they write around certain things. And, um, you know, I like I, I, I could see why people get upset with just the idea of a blasphemous Jesus, like cussing and all this shit. But it's Adult Swim. You don't have to watch it. Watch well, something I, else. That That's my whole point. It's not like Jesus ain't going to come back because fucking uh, he saw the show. Right. Um, Here's another. Uh, Kim Kardashian's selfie book is coming to a bookstore near you. Oh, shit. Here's what's crazy about the Kim Kardashian thing. I have never really given a fuck about Kim Kardashian. Period. Mm-hmm. Right, her sex tape wasn't good, and it she sure lost, wasn't. Like she lost me there when once the sex tape came out, and I was like, "Oh, this is terrible." I I was good, like I I was good on her. Um, I know a lot more about her now, mostly because of the people that claim to hate her. But then, right, constantly talk, retweet, about her. post everything she does, leave comments right. everywhere, buy her app while claiming to hate her. Right, like spend oh, money on it. Yeah, like you gave her your fucking money and you quote unquote hate her. You're and complaining. Like you're, you're the one who's sick. Right. Jesus Christ. Well, now she's, if I don't like nothing, I just leave it alone. But I don't support it. None of that. Yeah, well, now she's making a selfie book. Good for her. It's just a collection of all these pictures she always takes of herself um, doing shit. Um, it's actually smart. Hmm? It's actually smart. People are going to buy mm-hmm. it. Yeah, uh, April 7, 2015. It's supposed to be $20, 352 pages of photos of her taken by her. Um, yeah, good luck, man. I mean, you you could just go on her Instagram and watch them all for free, but if you guys want to see Kim Kardashian's selfie book called Selfish, mm-hmm. um, and you guys want to spend money on this, uh, maybe with some time delay you can see all the changes she made to her face over time. I don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah, you guys are going to. Go out and buy this bullshit. So. Yeah, it'll be probably number one seller when it come out, too. Yep. Selfie book. I wonder how many people are mad they didn't think of that shit first. Oh, you know they hot. Um, uh, Beyonce shuts down rumors of her divorce with with a, a Instagram pic, Karen. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's right, breaking news, breaking news, day 172 of <laughs> Solange Gate. Uh, quelling rumors of divorce swirling around Beyonce and Jay Z as they continue their on the run tour. 
but according to beyonce's uh instagram she's still part of the team while the singer is notoriously private about her uh private life uh personal life um she couldn't resist taunting her haters with a not so subtle message um this is a she took a picture in a uh number four jersey with carter on the background obviously for jay-z whose name is sean carter um symbolizing that she is still on the team um also the number four is a huge symbol in their relationship uh they were both born on the fourth day of their respective months uh they uh were married for four 2008 you know uh april 4th so four four plus four equals you know four plus four equals eight um and uh the symbol for the number four goes on and on but uh beyonce seems to have made her, her point clear with a single picture um she already let everybody know how she feels about the elevator fight so there you go guys so um yeah i ain't mad the looks like they're gonna the be legs. fine mm-hmm. i think everything's gonna be fine now that uh she's putting on instagram uh so everybody can chill out uh the u.s launched airstrikes uh against militants in iraq um they was like uh we need to kill these isis niggas man and uh <laughs> president obama was like go ahead and do it uh i was weird because i was out eating that night and on uh, stitcher you know if you had an app it'll tell you like breaking news it'll show with them post out across your phone yeah it said breaking news obama authorizes um uh drone strikes against uh isis and I was like, I hope ISIS don't have Stitcher. Right. <laughs> right, because they would see it coming. They might go, all right. Um, like, oh, shit, we got 10 minutes for the get here, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, just hours before, the U.S. had also reportedly banned U.S. airlines from flying in Iraq's airspace before a hazardous situation created by our conflict. So, um, yeah, they they about to blow some shit up, man. Um a lot of people have been debating about this and shit online. Um, I don't really have much to say, man. Mm-mm, Honestly, neither. don't know enough about it. It's like it's like the Palestine Israel shit to me. I guess not like not <laughs> right. like my opinion can stop them from doing shit. Nope. Um, but yeah, we uh blowing up ISIS, man. Uh, drones, drones ISIS over Baghdad. Like a rap group or a, rap, a person's rapping's name. Hmm uh a man this is an interesting article here you know uh feminista jones and a lot of people online have been promoting the hashtag you okay sis stuff mm-hmm. uh, apparently in texas a man was punched for intervening when a group of men began catcalling women um uh uh at writing house square overnight saturday a man who police say tried to defend a group of women from catcallers landed in the hospital. Philadelphia police are looking for a man who went on the attack in Rittenhouse Square and investigators say the victim was just trying to do the right thing. Police say it started when a group of women were walking down Walnut Street around street around three this morning and a black Nissan with Delaware tags rolled up. The men inside started yelling at the women. A 39-year-old man from Texas intervened and told the men to stop. One of the men inside the car got out and punched the victim. He fell, hitting his head. This is a tragic, tragic story. I mean, here's a guy trying to, you know, stick up for these girls, and um, he gets he gets uh, victimized, basically. I think it's a crying shame. 
and we need to have the streets patrolled a little bit more. The victim was taken to the hospital with head injuries. Police are still pursuing leads and trying to talk to witnesses. So, uh, yes. But that's a lot of dudes' fears, too. Right. This is what I was saying on the show was that a lot of times the, the, the men, um, are as scared, if not, you know, kind of more scared of this idea of like approaching this group of, uh, thugs or whatever the fuck are cat calling these women a lot of them rolling groups a lot of them you know they're doing this to some type of validation of their manhood to impress each other right and when you step up to them it's a different type of test of their manhood and they still want to impress those dudes watching Mm -hmm. and you know you can end up you know getting fucked up it's like there's not a there's not a like i (laughs) There's always this thing, this underlying theme, I think, of a lot of online activism and a lot of online, like, discussions, which is, like, people just don't know better, and once they're informed, they'll they'll do better. And, you know, for the most part, I think that's a healthy way to look at stuff. It's just, I think it's rare that that's what people, that people receive it in the way that it's meant. And I think this is one of those cases where, if you do step in and be like, come on, man, y'all don't need to be yelling at these women like this. You don't know what the fuck they're going to do. Mm-mm, just like those lots of us. Like the woman don't know what the fuck they're going to do. That's a lot of them ignore them, keep walking, don't say nothing, don't say nothing. Or if they speak, they speak out of, if I don't say shit, I might get punched in the face. If right. I, if I respond wrong, he might manhandle me because I'm a quote unquote, I'm a, you know, I'm a woman, but I, you know, need to be put in my place or whatever the fuck is wrong with him. Yeah. And when you throw in the, you know, like if he would have said, you okay, sister, her, she's already being harassed by some men. Like, is she going to feel more harassed? Is she going to understand right. that he's different? He's with, not with them. And that this isn't an angle that he's trying to use to holler at her. Yep, because I fought the women. You all look the same. Yeah, so it's like, you know, crazy situation. Dude ends up getting getting knocked out, man. Like, you know, and they had him on the stretcher going to the hospital. Like, he was messed up, you know. Um, but, yeah, so man get got knocked out uh, trying to help out. Um, mm-hmm. That's crazy. Uh, that restaurant we talked about the other day where they give a 15% prayer discount, mm-hmm. they have now um, dropped that. They're no longer doing a 15% prayer discount. That makes sense. Now, why do you think it makes sense? Because you're going to have people complaining that why don't I get the same discount? Yeah, Basically, that's what happened. Donna's right. discount went viral after a radio station shared this picture on their Facebook page. Obviously, not all the feedback was positive, so mm-hmm. Donna uh, owner Mary... Hogland posted on Facebook in response, cleared things up about the supposed policy. It's a gift we give at random to customers who take a moment before their meal. This could be a be prayer or just a moment to breathe and push the busyness of the world away. Who you talk to or meditate on, etc., is your business. I have lived in a third world country. There are people starving. We live in a that went off the rails. We live in a country with an abundance of beautiful food. I never take that for granted. It warms my heart to see people with an attitude of gratitude. Prayer, meditation, or just breathing while being grateful opens the heart. Chakra is good for everyone. And people don't want to hear that. We live in a country where we think we have the right to every motherfucking thing. And if you give a 15% discount, if you don't do it across the board, you're going to have an issue. The Freedom From Religion Foundation sent a letter to the diner charging that such a discount is a violation of the Civil Rights Act. And so, as a result, this sign 
uh they posted another sign at at dinner um saying that hey dog um no more of this free shit dog all right um so uh let me look up this picture of the sign so i can read it myself uh but uh the someone said uh it says, we at Mary's value the support of all our fellow Americans. While you may exercise your right of religious freedom at this restaurant by praying over your meal to any entity or non-entity, we must protect your freedom from religion in the public space. We are no longer issuing a 50% praying at public discount. It is illegal and we are being threatened by lawsuit. We apologize for our community, to our community for any, uh, offense that this discount has incurred. So that was crazy. It didn't yeah. last long, man. No, they had the right to do it, but it's just the fact that they, you sure they had the right to do it. You saying that, and then they're saying that it's illegal. Well, that's true. I mean, I mean, because my thing is, uh, people give discounts for all types of things, but when it comes to this, their point, the uh, people that suing them was like, "Hey, you can't just give a discount based off of religious beliefs, even though they're saying you can do what you want to do." But they was like, "What about atheists? Well, people that don't pray at all, you you're technically discriminating against them as far as they're concerned. So you basically just need, if you're not gonna do it for everybody, don't do it at all." Yeah, um, I don't know, man. It just seems kind of ah uh, seems iffy to me. That's true, but I guess I'm thinking people give corporate discount. People give all kinds of but discounts. That's different between that's different than being like discount based on your religion. Like that's true. No, can that's you imagine true. if I had a, a a bakery and I was like, yo, you get the Christian discount, like <laughs> yeah, every yeah you oh you got a you wore a cross so fifteen percent off yours. Now these dirty fifty Jews. They pay full price. That's technically what you're saying. So they was like, nah, dog, you can't be doing that. Yeah. Uh, that was, well, they've been doing it for years, but social media, well, I guess, quote unquote, was a downfall. People say, hey, you can't do that. Yeah. So I don't blame them. I'll sue them. Fuck it. Who cares? <laughs> I mean, they shouldn't have been so uh, hy- hype about that shit. That's true now. Like, it's illegal, man. Learn the law. It's not, you know, can't be out here just giving that's like giving a racial discount or some shit like you just <laughs> like learn the law before you roll would, something like that out would you get 50 percent out with you or if you come in with your kkk mask yeah you gotta just learn the law before you roll some shit like that out man you can get some in some serious trouble yes you can um all right <clears throat> with those black people we're just fucking with those blacks we're just fucking with fucking with black people that's right guys it's time to play the game that you all love to hear us play and we hate to hear you love us play it it's fucking with black people where we read articles from all over the globe and we rank them from zero to 100 in intervals of 25 on how much we feel fucked with today's contestants oh my god this page is so full just, just everybody guys everybody's a contestant today uh karen pick a number between one and twelve let's do five five one two three four five here's one south african students in blackface receive backlash and punishment oh that's right let me put this in the chat room oh for my everybody. what's happening with that picture well, this is the South African students in blackface, Karen, that, uh, um, that they can check it out for themselves, but, uh. What, they using pillars? They apparently 
shaded their face with like brown shoe polish and put something padding in their behinds in their underwear to make it look like they have a big butt um and then they wrap their heads with scarves Two South African students posted a photo of themselves in blackface, prompting a school disciplinary response and reigniting a social media conversation on racism in South Africa. Right. Didn't didn't we didn't they just get rid of apartheid not not too many years ago? Yeah, uh, it's been it's been a while, but yeah. yeah. Uh the photo of two women from the University of Pretoria Pretoria uh dressed as black domestic workers was deleted from facebook was swift but was swiftly disseminated on twitter a university official said that the students will be disciplined for harming the school's reputation you know what's funny is i always hate to make this point but uh it's funny when we decide like all that right to privacy and you shouldn't be harassed shit goes out the window mm-hmm. it's like oh you did some racist shit uh we will take your picture that you took down from facebook and publicly put this shit on Twitter for everybody to see, because fuck you. Right. People pick and choose what's private and what's not. Yeah. South Africans shared their reactions to the photos using hashtag blackface and student racism. Many expressed frustration with such that such practices still occur. In 2014, South Africa seriously debating if blackface is racist and offensive or not. I'm defeated. Um... The response to hashtag blackface is more upsetting than the normalization of this sick practice. Uh, others discuss blackface in the context of race relations in South Africa. Once attended a white costume party, white guy came in blackface as a security guard. His reaction to my presence told me he knew it was wrong. Right. Dear fellow white folk, don't even try to defend this blackface garbage. Don't. This is the reason race relations are at a low at, at South Africa. This is indicative that when it to- comes to race relations in SA, the white community is yet to meet the black community halfway, blackface. Blackface debate, debate proving how little white South Africans understand power, oppression, and racism. So the portrayal of domestic workers further insult is a work further insulted, wait, further the insult to some South Africans who tweeted about the subtext behind a particular costume choice. Uh, People took a picture of domestic workers that had like a white baby around her back. Mm-hmm. Said the domestic worker is symbolic of how black needs and kids have been subjugated to white needs. Blackface. Sad thing about blackface for me, the woman that that are being that are being mocked by these white young ladies raised them. Um. So yeah, man, it got pretty uh pretty bad man yeah racism ain't just here in america it's literally all around the world but people have a tendency to only think it's an american thing yep of course you had uh some dude that came and said being offended is a choice so oh thing. lord all those people that are not that, 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 that really uh uh this doesn't affect them so of course it's not a choice of you because mm-hmm. you can choose to be oblivious to it yep Black people would go mad over blackface but do nothing about the structural violence against blacks, unemployed, homeless, and landless. You always had a raise in the bar guy. It's yeah, weird, it's weird watching asshole. this. It's weird watching this in another country. Cause, you know, this happens with us all the time on Twitter with black people. So it's weird watching this shit happen where, like, uh, even other countries, people do the same stupid ass tactics. Yes, they do. And they act like, uh, black people don't care about black crimes. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just interesting, man. But uh, zero to 100, Karen, what do you give it? Oh, that's 100. Yeah, that's, that's 100. All these black people on Twitter talking about it. Um, yep, and all because they thought it would be cute. Thought it would be funny to dress up as 
black domestic workers mm-hmm. uh, all right karen zero through uh wow actually it was more than 12 uh zero through 12 again let's do 10 10 all right hold on one two three four five six seven eight nine ten GOP lawmaker asked if he could join the Black Caucus because he likes rap music. <laughs> That's right, guys. A GOP lawmaker asked if he can join Black Ca- the Black Caucus because he likes rap music. A Republican state legislator who has previously found himself in hot water over his Facebook post about domestic violence, black women, and mental health. Oh, not black women and mental health. Domestic violence, black women, and mental health. What the fuck did he say about that shit? Oh, Lord. Yes, what did he say? He said something about battered women for domestic for for domestic violence, and he refused to apologize for posting a sexually explicit image on Facebook about battered women, saying he never it was never meant to be a joke. It has been misconstrued. Um, he posted a, gra- a graphic with a joke about battered women. I don't get it. What was it? The joke. Was it like battered with cum or something? I don't. Was a. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't mean that as a joke. It was a T-shirt print. Oh, it was okay. It's um a woman who fell down and then like you know those. I can just put this in the. Let me just put this picture in the chat. But it's almost like those uh signs where it's like street crossing. You know those icons. Uh, and someone's using those, and it's a uh. It's, it's like the woman icon fell and then the man icon is in between her legs and it says 50,000 battered women and I still eat mine plain. So it looks like he's eating her. Oh, Lord. And he vagina. didn't think that would be wrong with that. He thought that was fine, Karen. He said, hey, let me go on my public Facebook page and make this commentary because the world needs this. And he said it's not. A, he said he didn't mean it as a joke, by the way. So, so that he was, was serious. That was his hard hitting commentary. Like, what was the? How could that possibly not be a joke? Well, on Wednesday, uh, Kyle Tasker expressed his disbelief that the Conservative American Legislative Legislative Exchange Council has had hosted the National Black Caucus of State Legislators at Alec Annual ALEC's annual meeting in Dallas this week. How do I join the White Caucus of State Legislators? He asked. It it's was, it's everything else. What is he talking about? Mm-hmm. Caucuses are merely groups of people with similar likes and dislikes, Hillary helpfully explained in a response to Tasker. Personally, I long for the day of character, not color, being again the guiding principle. Yeah, that was kind of my point, Tasker replied. So what are the likes, dislikes of the black caucus that precludes white people from joining? I'm fond of rap music. Tasker then posted a link to a music... Yeah, that's not the problem. It's just the fact that a lot of our issues, and there are a lot of white people that support and back our issues and believe in the causes and things like that, but a lot of people, they don't, and they come in there and all of a sudden want to tell you how to feel about your blackness, and it becomes an issue when you're like, hey, we got these issues. Well, guys, you know, um, when I come in contact with the officers, I don't have that issue. They're looking like, motherfucker, get the fuck out of here. It's, it's, yeah, it's going to be an issue if you do not understand the plight of the people that you're supposed to be representing. He then posted a link to a music video for Country Grammar, a Nelly song. Uh, when the Huffington Post reached him for discussion, he said, no, thank you, and hung up. 
uh he later sent an email to clarify his comment saying there's too much division by race rather than by ideological belief well if one of your beliefs involves racism i mean then is it isn't that kind of a some circular logic right and sexism um so Kyle Taskers has proven time and time again that he is unfit to represent the New Hampshire values. Zandra Rice Hawkins, Granite State Progress's executive director, said in a statement to the Huffington Post on Friday, his latest racist remark only continues his pattern of blatant racism and sexism, and his decision earlier this week to make a sexually explicit joke about victims of domestic violence shows he is too immature to serve as an elected official. Tasker's comments have been fodder in the national news more than once, but voters can put an end to this embarrassment by voting him out of office in November. They should. He won office, though. Yep. Zero to 100, Karen. Oh, 100. Fuck him. Yep, 100. Uh, all right, Karen. Uh, one through 12 again. Let's see. We gonna go for 12. 12. All right, let's go to, let me make sure, hold on, did I have that number right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Oh, I was wrong. Um, all right, this one is, uh, by Tunette Powell. She wrote for the Washington Post. Mm-hmm. Her son has been suspended five times from school. He's three years old. Why? Uh, well, she goes on, her son is black, and she basically goes on to say that, you know, um, teachers view her son differently i received a call from us from from my son's school in march telling me that my oldest needed to be picked up early he had given he's been given a one-day suspension because he had thrown a chair he did not hit anyone but he could have the school officials told me jj was four at the time i agreed his behavior was inappropriate but i was shocked that it resulted in a suspension for weeks it seemed as if jj was on the chopping block he was suspended two more times once for throwing another chair then for spitting on the student who was bothering him at breakfast. Again, these are behaviors I found inappropriate, but I did not agree with the suspension. Still, I kept quiet. I knew my history. I was a bad preschooler. Uh, I was expelled from preschool and went on to serve more suspensions than I can remember. But I do remember my teacher's disparaging words. I remember being told I was bad and believing it. I remember just how long it took me to believe anything else about myself. Even still, when my children were born, I promised myself that I would not let my negative school experiences affect them. I believe my experience was isolated. I searched for excuses. Maybe I was just a bad kid. Maybe it had something to do with my father's incarceration, with force, which forced my mother to raise me and my brothers alone. So I punished JJ at home and ignored my concerns. Then two months later, I was called to pick up my three-year-old son, Joa. Joa had hit a staff member on the arm. After that incident, they deemed him a danger to the staff. Joel was suspended a total of five times in 2014. My children have received eight suspensions. Just like before, I tried to find excuses. I looked at myself. What was I doing wrong? My children are living a comfortable life. My husband is an amazing father to JJ and Joel. At home, they have given us very few problems. The same goes for time with babysitters. I blame myself, my past. I would have continued to blame myself had I not taken my boys to a birthday party for one of JJ's classmates. At the party, the mothers congregated to talk about everyday parenting things, including preschool. As we talked, I admitted that J.J. had been suspended three times. All of the mothers were shocked. J.J., one mother asked, my son threw something at a kid on purpose, and the kid had to be rushed to the hospital, another parent said. All I got was a phone call. One after another, white mothers confessed the trouble their children had gotten into. Some of the behaviors were similar to J.J. Some was much worse. Most startling, none of their children had been suspended. 
After that party, I read a study reflecting everything I was living. Black children represent 18% of the preschool enrollment, but make up 48% of the tree school children receiving more than one out of school suspension, according God, to the damn. study released by Education Department's Office for Civil Rights in March. Well, yeah, that, that makes sense because our children are considered aggressive. Yeah, this all comes back to Mike Brown. Uh, I immediately thought back to my own childhood. I thought back to the humiliating labels that greeted me before I could read. I thought back to the number of black friends and family members who also were suspended and expelled. I thought about my family and friends who had not overcome the detrimental effects of being suspended in preschool. I did not want that for JJ and Jonah. I did not want it for any child, but the next step was the hardest at new, as new, at new, at news of all of this, friends and relatives suggested that I pull my children out of the preschool program and move them into another. At first, I considered that. That move may have changed my kids' circumstances, but it would not have solved the problem. All across the country, black children are being suspended from preschool. We can no longer put a Band-Aid on our nation's preschool-to-prison pipeline, which pushes children out of an education system and criminalizes relatively minor offenses. Moving my boys to another school would have provided a stopgap solution. It may have solved my problem, but it would not have solved the problem. The problem right. is not that we have a bunch of racist teachers uh, and administrators. I believe most educators want to help all children, but mo- many aren't aware of the biases and prejudices that they, like all of us, harbor. And our current system offers very little diversity training to preschool staff. A recent study published by the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology found that the subjects, mostly white female undergrads, view black boys as older and less innocent than their white peers. When photos of children were paired with the descriptions of the crimes, the subjects judged the black children to be more culpable for their actions than the white or Latino counterparts and estimated that they were an average of four and a half years older than they actually were. Authority figures strip black boys of their innocence at younger ages than white children. Diversity training for teachers and administrators would raise their awareness of how subconscious prejudices can drive racial discrepancies in disciplinary action. I know that I am only one person and that it will be difficult for me to change the system, but I will do my part in my kids' preschool. I joined the parent advisory board and intend to work with it until I can see change. I encourage other parents to join the parent boards and attend school meetings that are open to parents. This is not the first time to, this is not the time to be silent. We must speak out. I cannot go back and undo what has been done to me, but I refuse to let it be done to my children. So, yeah. Um, what would you say? Zero to a hundred. Oh, that's a hundred. Yeah. I think so too, man. Cause like, uh, it's funny cause in my mind, I went through all the steps with her. Where it's like, well, maybe it's my kids. Am I doing something wrong? Is it, you know, because, like, what, you know, why is it this? And then you get to a point where you're like, oh, yeah, that is right. It's probably just that these motherfuckers are biased and prejudiced and have no idea. And they send your kids home. Because um, they don't want to deal with them, but they have tolerance for other. Like I said, our children aren't considered children. Mm-hmm. Like, you aren't, you, you're, if your child, you know, throws a penny across the room, is suspension it's the same reason that everybody in the um comment section is arguing uh if a 17 year old is uh an adult and deserves to be killed by the cops right you know what i mean it's the same logic which is you're a black kid so you're not really a kid you're a fucking adult 
Right. And it's one of those things where children are going to be children. And it's one of those things where, like like she said, as a parent, it's very understandable for you to go, okay, let me check my child's behavior. Let me be sure that they're doing what they're supposed to be doing mm-hmm. and this, that, and the other. But you get to the point, especially, like she said, once she starts talking to the other parents and start, especially they go to the same school. It's not like these children are, are somewhere else. They go to the same school. Well, this is what my child did. I didn't have to leave my job. I didn't have to take my time off and things like that. And also, I I do understand what she's saying about um, participating in, in the school system and things like that. But for a lot of parents, they don't have that luxury, you know, to be able to do that when you're trying to provide, especially single parents, male or female, when you're trying to provide and take care of your children. Because at the end of the day, a lot of people, it is very, very expensive to raise children in our country. And a lot of parents go, I don't have the time to constantly go to the school because they feel like calling me today. Yeah. Now that it's time for some guest the race. That's right, it's guest the race time. Now that it's time for some guest the race. That's right, it's guest the race time. That's right, it's time for guest the race. The number one game show going across all the podcast land where we read and play news articles from all over the globe and we ask our contestants today, the chat room, to guess the race. And the chat room is racist. All right. Let's get into it. Here's uh here's our first story, guys. Um a mom called nine one one after her son was caught watching porn on TV. Oh. You know how it goes when men watch oh, this is one of those sassy articles. <sighs> I guess I'll Guess, let me see if I can search her name and, and find like a actual news article. I hate, right. I hate these sassy ass like articles that yeah. put their own commentary on you. Like, yeah, come on, I'll man. leave the I'll do the jokes here, everybody. Right. And ask you for the jokes. Mm-hmm. Howdy, um, child. You're like, fuck. I didn't ask for all this in my reading. Shavana Shavonda Gallman is a prime example of a mama who does not play. Um, guess this is the closest we're gonna get. According to the Smoking Gun. The Spartanburg, South, Spartanburg, South Carolina resident, uh, reportedly summoned the sheriff's department after discovering her 15 year old son viewing pornography on her living room television. Damn. As detailed in the sheriff's report, the teen boy was in his bedroom when his 40 year old realtor mom arrived home on Tuesday afternoon with his two year old sister and a client in tow. <laughs> Why would a client come into her house? When the toddler turned on the television, porn appeared on the screen. Garmin immediately hightailed to the TV to turn it off. She also quickly ushered the little girl out of the room. Uh, the irate mom summoned the sheriff's deputies because reportedly her son had been misbehaving as of late, not listening, back-talking, and even stealing. Gallman, who allegedly wanted to officially document not only her son's unmanageable behavior, but the fact that her youngest child was exposed to illicit material uh, to the police, the First Amendment covers pornography so people can own it, view it, look at it, and even make or publish it, though not all forms of it, however, are covered. Pornography loses First Amendment protections, however, when it becomes obscene or it involves children. So uh guess the race of Siobhan de Gallman, who uh, called the cops on her own son. Uh Let's see. One who uses the phrase, you got me fucked up when she's upset. Uh, there was no father in the house, uh, to blame blacker than Jada Fires or Areolas. Dang. Oh my. Cupcake holders. Uh, rare black, 
rare black mama who actually calls the police in to scare her son expecting the police to help raise their kids and not kill them parents television counsel white running second business out of her living room black letty mae daniels in her super christian phase black spook the correct answer is she was a black woman Some of you missed it. Well, one of you missed it. Well, she did the right thing. Since I can't beat him, y'all fix the problem. Yeah. Black Rob said she was watching the Ebony. He was watching the Ebony section. She was afraid he would see one of her old videos. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. She's like, don't look in there. That's like my titties um but yeah so uh she uh called the cops on this nigga for uh jerking off in the house man that's sad too you know she probably tried to get him hemmed up on the child porn charges uh meanwhile her uh uh her her uh client saw this um you know so hopefully they didn't get in trouble like like would you still buy a house from her the rights so um all right next story a church canceled a funeral because the deceased son was gay family says wow the day before julian evans funeral was scheduled to happen at a tampa florida new hope missionary baptist church evans mother reportedly got a phone call from a pastor because the deceased was gay he said the church would have to cancel the funeral um would like really well this is i guess we just all need to tolerate their views guys and understand that we agree to disagree that some people uh just see the world differently and they're entitled to their opinion you know maybe they didn't want the distraction at that church and uh that's why we need to you know let them decide for themselves you know how to deal with this um you know far be it from me to to judge them judging other people i mean that's the worst thing that could happen uh it was devastating said juliet with the mother told nbc i did feel like he was being denied the dignity of death right according to the family the church learned of evans orientation after an obituary in the local paper identified kendall capers his husband and partner of 17 years as such atwood said she was notified of the cancellation during his wake why, why didn't y'all tell me before then? Because then I would have made other arrangements. T.W. Jenkins, a pastor at the church, stood by his decision. He told ABC, uh, Jenkins said the church preaches against gay marriage. Based on our preaching of the scripture, we would have had uh, have been in error to allow the service in our church. I'm not trying to condemn anyone's lifestyle, but at the same time, I'm a man of God. and I have to stand up for my principles. See, now that's the shit that kills me. Cause you took her money. How could you possibly not be against his lifestyle if you won't even bury the man? Right. You're absolutely against his, you know, lifestyle's already a loaded word, but you're absolutely against his sexual orientation. You don't do this for fornicators. You don't do this for adulterers. adulterers. You don't do this for thieves. Right. You don't do this for anybody but gay people. It's not the same, and you're not treating it as if it's the same. 
you're treating it as it's somehow worse Fortunately, Atwood was able to secure a last-minute venue for her son who died of an illness called amyloid. I don't know how to pronounce amyloidosis. Uh, but some uh, attendees who weren't aware of the change showed up at the New Hope and missed and missed the funeral. This is 2014. This is not the 60s or 70s. Capers told NBC. So at the end of the day, I just want his wrongdoing to be exposed. Wow. So uh guess the race of T.W. Jenkins, the pastor who would not marry the, uh, the, the, I mean, would not marry, would not bury, uh, have a funeral for, uh, this lady's son once he found out that, uh, her son was gay. Uh, let's check the chat room. Dungey. Ha! <laughs> T.W. Jenkins says it all. Name of a background dancer character in Bill White Black. Hypocritical pastor afraid the son would recognize him from back in the day, black. Jenkins, Bishop Eddie Long, black. Oh. Hey, black. Jonesboro Church, white. The church just received a new order of MLK fans. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, black, Rob. I'm going with Westwood Baptist, white. Canceled. I think you meant Westboro Baptist, O'Green. Oh, oh, That's a tank. Canceled the funeral, but still hosted the cookout afterwards, black. Oh. Pastor T.W. Jenkins, come on. That is second Ebenezer AME Baptist Black as Hell Church, says uh, <laughs> Nuclear Winter. Uh, uh, Reverend Deacon Bishop Superfly, oh. one who said it out of earshot of the choir director. What, what race is that? One who said it out of earshot of the choir director? Oh, Black. Okay. The correct answer is Black. And some of you guys missed it. You went white. Yeah, soak it in. You're wrong. <laughs> of course it was black. Black people always come to face a homophobia in America because they're too stupid to keep it to themselves. White church would have just took the money, buried the man, and said, oh, well. Wouldn't even have preached about it over the funeral. Yep. Um, all right, let's, let's get another one here. Uh, here's one. Here we go. Um, Camden County, North Carolina. Oh, North Carolina. There you happy <laughs> chill. Right. We calling our state out for once. A North Carolina man who beat police officers in a donut eating contest got his just desserts the next day after they realized he was a wanted man. Ha <laughs> ha! And they was mad he ate their favorite food. Mm-hmm. Bradley Herbert entered the cuisine eating competition at the Elizabeth City Police Department's National Night Out Against Crime and won it by polishing off eight donuts in two minutes. The field that the 24-year-old defeated included local police officers and firefighters. I did congratulate him, Lieutenant Max Robertson told WKR, WTKR. Good for him. He could eat a lot of donuts. Good for him. I wonder if he, like, shook his hand and then, like, did that Larry David thing where he leaned in like he recognized him. Yeah, like, like, guys, do, do, do we recognize him? Like, I, yeah. I think we, nah, you know they're too busy eating them donuts. I was like, nah, we don't know who that is. Yeah. I'm like, congratulations. And then when they're shaking hands, he started leaning all close to him. I feel like that. I feel like that's how it went down. Oh yeah. He was, 
like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I think I know who you are. What's your last name again? The day after the contest, officials realized that Herbert was wanting a connection with two break-ins. A <laughs> day after the contest. That happened at a local, gro- uh, local grocery store thanks to a story about the suspect's eating prowess. When I came in that morning and read the article, I was pissed because it's like throwing it in our face. Robinson said, we've been looking for you for months. I didn't ask him if he wanted, I didn't ask him if he wanted a trophy. He probably did. Oh, we've been looking for you for months. So you show up at our event, eat our fucking donuts, and then we look at you and people go, hey, that's the dude that did Rob Tuts and such. And I'm like, shit. Mm-hmm. Wonder if he stole donuts. He probably did. I bet you that was a gift, a box of Krispy Kreme donuts. Herbert was charged with two counts of felony breaking and entering and misdemeanor injury to real property. It's like he had the audacity to do something like that, knowing that he had broken into these places, Robeson said. I have a question. Is this a thing as fake property? I don't know. Guess the race of Bradley uh, Herbert, who uh, um, who got caught by the police. The privilege to contest the cops in anything is white. Says Ashley Three Classy went to the police event on purpose. White, even innocent black men won't willingly break bread with the police. Such privilege, blacker than a pimp. It's me. It was me all alone. Supervillain White says Michael T. Ford. Oh, blacker than a pimp's heart at midnight. Says Linda Brothers. Okay, an audacious white donut eater. White, Wisconsin white cheddar white, as white as the powdered sugar on his face when he got arrested. Oh, the correct answer is white some of you missed it what if his mug shot would have had like donuts all on his face and shit oh that would have been greatness that powdered sugar all on his face that would have been excellent Please. Um, yeah. Oh, man. Let's go to uh, the bonus round of the show. Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right. It's double the points, double the race. Bonus round against the race where everything's worth, well, twice what it was before. Uh, everybody's all over the place. Let's get into it. Um, wait, why is my stuff freezing up? Hold on. Um, there we go. All right. Uh, close this and let's get to the next story. Um, a New Jersey wife helps cops bust a spa after following her husband inside and seeing sex acts. She's like, I don't believe you getting a massage. A massage parlor was raided by cops in New Jersey after a Rutherford wife trailed her husband inside the storefront and got an eyeful, authorities said. Two women were arrested on prostitution charges at Rose Spa Thursday, just a few weeks after a woman reported that she had seen sex acts being performed in the neighborhood business after following her husband inside. An undercover police officer went to the spa Thursday afternoon posing as a massage customer. Midway through the rub down, employee Mi Shu Yang, 45, offered him sex in exchange for $60. As other officers forced their way into the locked up spa, Jang and other workers, Shang Ji An, 42, climbed out of a second story window and ran across the roof. Shit. 
They captured, they were captured in a nearby courtyard. Rutherford police chief John Russo said. They had an escape route, didn't they? Mm-hmm. The wife who reportedly established, uh, reported the establishment told police she had gone from room to room in the Warren-like building and saw sexual acts being performed, Russo said. After she called police, the customers fled. She then posted flyers around the neighborhood accusing the massage parlor of offering sex for money. Damn. She was like, oh, y'all going down. She was mad as shit, man. She told, supposed the whole operation because she caught her husband up in there. Like, called, got to snitching and everything, man. Mm-hmm. All right, well, guess the race of Shi Jian and Mei Shu Yang who uh were the masseuses at the uh parlor who got it, caught it's the masseuses guys yep um wow uh, my man michael t ford says grown up nancy drew white those whose names sound like the sound effects of sore ratchetness ching chang chong clang oh lord says leonard brothers happy ending giving prose chinese oh asian says michael t ford sweet and sour sauces says joe spacely asian <laughs> Those known to say me love you long time, says Chuck Spears. Uh, the correct answer is, uh, I'm surprised that we didn't get more racist guesses. People were so not ready for Asian, I guess. No, they they, they thought you was going to say the, the lady who went in mm-hmm. for her husband. Massage mathematics. There was a chink in their defenses, says Black Rod. The correct answer Aww. is Asian. Nobody missed it. Nobody missed it. That's um, 100%. Yep. All right. Last story, guys. Um, let me give you another one. Let's see here. Um, here we go. Here we go. Um, fight over napkins at a queen's party spot ended in a bloody mess when a club goer shot his opponent dead. Oh, were they playing them club fight songs? Mm-hmm. Now fruit Quana Hawkins, 33 is facing murder charges, a stain on his record that won't be wiped away anytime soon. Now they got jokes. Mm-hmm. Hawkins, a parolee, was inside the Edge Bar and Lounge on Merrick Boulevard in Jamaica at 2.35 a.m. June 14th when he grabbed a napkin off of Timothy Tripp's table. The move sparked an argument with Tripp, 35, who picked up a wad of napkins and threw them at Hawkins. He said something to the effect of, get your own napkins. Now, see, that's nonsensical. He took one napkin. You oh. got mad and threw napkins at him. Well, then why are you mad if you had enough napkins to throw? <laughs> but he's just reserved throwing napkins like a pen itself. No, 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 no. Those are the throwing napkins. The yeah. uh, regular that wrap your hands and mouth napkins and clean up messes. Those over there. You said something to the effect of get your own napkins. Outraged, Hawkins pulled out a gun and started blasting away, hitting Tripp in the head and chest. Oh. Because why not go to prison for this? Why not go to prison for this? Tripp died at the scene. Hawkins, who had been released from prison about a month before the shooting, fled to Georgia where he was located and arrested this week. Investigators brought Hawkins back to New York on Wednesday where he was charged with murder, criminal possession of a weapon, and reckless endangerment. Oh, so you get hit with napkins, the response is a bullet? Yep. Okay. Hawkins was then arre- had been arrested three times before, stretching back to 1999. According to 2000, according to officials, 2009, he was sentenced to two years and three months in prison for being sentenced on an attempted weapons possession charge. He was released in 2011, but was ordered back to prison two years later when he violated his parole. 
Guess the race of Fruquana Hawkins, uh, napkin murderer. Uh, let's see the chat room. Needed, needed napkins to keep the cards in spades clean. Fried chicken chucker. Oh. Put his hood up, black. Beanie Siegel, black. A ninja who needed that napkin to get the chicken grease off his fingers, black. Oh. He wanted to use the napkins as a do-rag, black. Black, that ah. name says it all. Only the blackest of black. Boosie changed his name, and he out here about to get uh back to jail. Black Gums, Murphy Black. Ty, somebody said Ty. Okay. Oh, no, only blackest of the black. Okay. Old Green tried to change his. Come on, don't be cute. All right, buddy, stick with your guess. Krispy Kreme card meaner. I got mine. You got to get your own. Black. Tar what? Monkey Black and Black. The correct answer is Black. Ah. Somebody said eat a booty game, Black. <laughs> That's good. Uh, all right, man. And then the last story, uh, as always, is sword ratcheting. This guy's got to talk about these people out here with these swords threatening our lives, our livelihoods even, um, and, uh, you know, cutting off, cutting off people's lives short, uh, through these swords and these sword techniques that we all are, are fearful of. Um, here's one. Uh, where are we going? Let's go with this one. Samurai sword wielding thug threatened to assassinate council chief in bizarre bid for quote unquote justice a man wielding his samurai sword threatened to kill a council leader at his office a court heard with yesterday david wardrobe was clutching the three-foot weapon when he arrived at glasgow city chambers and asked staff at reception to speak to gordon matheson when police were called to the scene the 29 year old told them he was carrying the sword to assassinate the leader of the city chambers wardrobe yeah well why make it hard for the police just tell them Tell them your plans up front. Yeah, wave your rights and go to prison. Right. Wardrop, whose address was given at the Barling Prison, pled guilty at Glasgow Sheriff Court to breach the peace and uh, breaching the peace and having the weapon on him. The court heard when he arrived at the city chambers just after 4 p.m. on June 2nd. Staff didn't notice the sword at first and asked him whether he had an appointment. Wardrop simply replied, "Justice, <laughs> sir. Sir, do you have an appointment?" justice um um is justice your first name your last name um i don't understand sir when he was asked what he meant he said just justice oh okay nigga so think he batman just the first name and justice the last name uh i guess yeah just justice right that's his it's name like, it's like prince the two receptionists then noticed the sword in his right hand which was partially concealed behind his right leg uh, told, it told him he wasn't allowed to have a weapon in the building and asked him to leave. Prosecutor Harry Finley said one of them followed wardrobe out onto the street and found him kneeling on the pavement outside, holding the sword with both hands across his body. He handled the sword, he handed the sword over when asked to do so and the receptionist put it behind the, uh, the desk inside. When wardrobe came back into the waiting room, the police were called. Officers who, man, they gave this nigga every chance to just leave. Right. Officers who questioned him asked him why he was carrying the sword. Fuck it, I'm going to jail. Y'all gonna take me out of here. Officers who questioned him after, uh, asked him why he was carrying the sword. He told them it was to assassinate the leader of the city chambers. He was detained and he, uh, has been in custody since the incident. A rucksack and a sheath were found outside the building. 
Uh, Sheriff Joseph Platt deterred the sentence uh, for reports until later this month. Labor politician in Matheson, who was elected as counselor for the Anderson and City Ward in, in 1999, has been leader of Glasgow City Council since May 2010. Uh, so, man, that's crazy, man. Samurai sword attacks at, at just coming down there, showing up with a sword like, like y'all got a meeting. Now watch your back, man. Uh, South Carolina teen attacked his pregnant neighbor with a sword. Oh my. Spartanburg, South Carolina. A 18 year old man from South Carolina was arrested for allegedly attacking and cutting a pregnant neighbor with a sword after claiming to have gang affiliations. So wait, when gangs start harassing pregnant women? Right. Crips, bitch. I thought it used guns. According to police at roughly 3 a.m. Friday night, Maliko Alberto, Dominique Aguado, damn, that's all, those, all those are his name. And some neighbors were drinking <laughs> and hanging out outside the pregnant woman's home in Spartanburg County. Aguado began boasting about his supposed gang affiliation and needlessly challenging other men in the group to fight. When no one responded to his posture and he punched one of the men and fled to his nearby home. Aguado quickly returned, now carrying a knife. The man Aguado punched disarmed the knife wielding team, hitting him in the chest and forcing Aguado to drop the weapon. What a bitch. Defeated and humiliated, Aguado took the threat in the group, saying he would kill them all before his father came out and attempted to end his son's tantrum by dragging the team back inside. But Aguado's violent outbursts were not over as he reemerged a few minutes later, this time wielding a sword. Aguado first attacked the pregnant woman, hitting her in the neck before reportedly hitting the man he previously attacked in the back. When Aguado dropped the sword, he continued to attack, uh, he continued to attack the pair until the pregnant woman beat him on the shoulder and Aguado's father was able to again pull him away. As he was being dragged home by his father, Aguado continued to shout threats to the people he attacked saying he knew where their families lived. Aguado's male victim did not require medical attention, but the pregnant woman was taken to a nearby hospital. Aguado was taken into police custody and charged two counts of assault and battery on a high and aggravated nature. Wow. Shit. That's crazy. Wow. Even pregnant women ain't safe from these goddamn sword welding son of a bitch. Apparently not. All right, guys. We'll be back tomorrow at night. Thank you everybody for coming through and we had a great time. We'll see you guys then. Uh, support our sponsors, Shadow Dog Production. Get right, the best of Rod and Karen on iTunes. Mm-hmm. If you don't get it, leave a five star review for it. It's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. And, uh, com code TBGWT. Until tomorrow, I love you. I love you too. Mwah. Mwah.